0: There's a famous rule going <coughs> from Tadaka Kakon. teaches us that if you want to explore a topic the way to learn it is to see the first time it comes in the Torah and use that as a reference point for that idea. And uh, therefore a topic which is very much on everyone's mind right now is really sourced to this fashion. And that is the topic of war. The first Nukama, the, the first battle to find in the teres, is the battle between the four kings and the five kings, which is described in the in the sweet And even though the seeming cause of the battle was the rebellion of the five kings against Kadada Imme, at Palace in the Major. Past the Hidden, where it says <khairâ> <coughs> that the Risham, so to graze their swords And why? It was <makes> really the point of the war. The five kings and the four kings, that was just a pretext to come fight. But what the four kings really had in mind was to capture light What the four kings really had in mind was to. Uh, take him into captivity, and that's how we see that, especially in the pasuk, and when they did conquest them, they captured Lot. And the question is, what's the significance of that? And that same pasuk continues, and that is, the Purach Oni the Avian of Yishrei Darek, the pasuk of the Hymad Zayn, and on that, the Yishrei Derech the Oni the Avian, the poor person that the Shoyim the, the wanted to challenge in battle was Lot, and the uh, Yeshua is a reference to Avram Avinu, and therefore there were, the Midrash tells us that the four kings also had in mind that by capturing Lot, so Avram would join the battle too. And that's significant to us. It's significant that even the Lot and Avram had nothing to do with the dispute between the four kings and the five kings. Lot and Avram were not a reason for the war, but nevertheless. The, we see that deep down, the war revolved around them. So what's the significance of that and why, why is that something we have to understand about every battle? But I want to point out another point, uh, interesting observation. And that is the Torah doesn't just tell us that the four kings came to fight five kings. The Torah goes into detail to describe the journey that the four kings took. And en route, they went to Ashtar's Konaim and they killed the Rafaim and they went to Hom and they killed the Zuzim, and they went to Hayseri and they killed the people there. And then eventually, they come up to attack Stoma Namora. Now, we don't find that all these nations along the way that the four kings attacked and destroyed had anything significant to do with the battle. So, why were they so bloodthirsty, so to speak, that en route they killed everybody else that they came across? And what makes the question even more is that they took a very circuitous route. If they were coming from the north, so then we would have expected them to come straight down here to Israel and get to stop. That would have been the most direct route. Instead, the route that they went following the places the Torah tells us about is they went down the other side of the, of the Aden River on the, on the east bank of the Jordan, and that meant that they had to come round the side which was lower down and go back up north again to get the stone. They had to turn around, so to speak, and come up. Why did they go such a long route? Why didn't they go the most direct route, which would have been, which would have been to come straight and reach the And when they eventually do get the Stump and they fight against Stom, and they conquer Stom. So now what, what do they want to do next? If they wanted to show the, the, they wanted to destroy Stom, then they should have killed the people of Stom like they did to everyone else. They had no scruples about killing people. They killed the, the Refaim and the Zuzim and everybody else they met along the way. Even though those weren't even the reason they came to fight, why didn't they kill the people of Stom too? And anyway, they had taken all the spells of Stom. What did they gain by taking all the people of Stom captive? So that's where Hazal raised the question of, why did they take the people of Stom captive? Why didn't they kill them like they killed everybody else? And that's what Khadlav brings the understanding that because they captured the people of Stom because really they wanted to capture Lot. They wanted to capture Lot. And why did they want to capture Lot? Because they thought that this was going to drag Avram into the war. Now, that also needs an explanation. Because we're not talking about a ragtag group of terrorists. They were holding lots the hostage, we're talking about four powerful armies and they didn't flinch to fight the, all the nations along their route and if they wanted to fight have Ramavina, if they wanted to be part of the war so then you're not very far away, you're in stuff. just march to Hebron and attack of Ramavina and not only that, had they come down the most direct route which would have been they would have come straight down Eretz Israel towards them rather than going a circuitous route around over a Yarden then they would have actually gone through Hebron on their way to stop. and if the idea was to attack of Israel they could have so to speak attacked him on route like they did to all the other nations they met on route so what was the point of trying to on the one hand capture those to do Abraham with and that rather than if they wanted to fight Abraham rather than going to fight Abraham those are the questions And what we see from here, and this is an important point, and that is we see from here that even though they dreamed the four kings of attacking Abraham, but nevertheless we see they were too scared to confront him directly to go to fight Abraham. They were too scared to march to favor and fight him there. Not because Avram was so well defended, they had vastly superior armies to him. But they were still afraid of him. We know that the first of the four kings, the leader of the attack was the third was And I'd like to tell them was another name for Nimrod. And Nimrod had already met Abram. Nimrod was the king who had fought with the opponent, and he had witnessed to Hashem's station. So Nimrod already knew from experience that Hashem is there to protect Abram. And therefore, even though Nimrod is now marching in command of a tremendous army, Nimrod knows that Hashem does this for Avram, and because of that Nimrod is too afraid to attack Avram. Not only that Nimrod is too afraid to, go, to march his army past Hebron on its way to Stom because that would be going to, so to speak, the territory of Avram and that's why Nimrod leads this tremendous army a completely circuitous route they go the whole way around Avar Yarden just to have to come up to Stom from the other side to avoid having to confront Avraham And therefore inasmuch as Nimrod wants to attack Avram, at the same time we see he's conflicted. We see he's afraid. Why? Because we see that he's, he's aware of the fact that HaKadosh Baruch is protecting Avraham. And that's a very important point. The passage tells us, When all the nations of the world see that Hashem is protecting you, then they're going to be afraid of you and when we can see that we can see that for all the bravado and all the false talk and all the haughtiness really the goyim deep down are afraid of the then we can see in that that they recognize that they recognize that HaKadosh Baruch is looking after you and that's why they're scared and that sense that the goyim have that they can see so to speak that we're being protected and that's why they're afraid of us that's what should give us confidence that's what should give us courage because then if, we, if even the goyim are aware of the fact that Hashem is protecting us so then for sure we should be strengthened the that fact, that we know Hashem is protecting us that's the first point the first point of the war was that we see that the goyim as much as they would have loved so to speak to attack Abram but they were too scared to do that and we find this by other cases also. We find this by other famous Hoshim, who on the one hand were desperate to attack the Jewish people, but at the same time they were, just, they were scared. They were scared because they also sensed Hishem They also sensed that Al Qadish was protecting us and that's what they held back. Let's give an example. The Novi tells us the story of Garyas. Garyas was a mountain of a man. Garyas was extremely extremely strong. He was wearing a full suit of armor. He was well, he had lots of weapons. And not only that, he had soldiers who were his sword bearers, his shield bearers, who were around him to protect him. So Goliath was an extremely formidable fighting force. And he challenged the Jewish people to send somebody to attack him. Send for someone to come to con- combat with him. And then he sees David comes. David who was at the time a young man, unarmed. Unprotected, with just a just a stick in his hands, a string in his pocket, and God says to him, "You're going to come, and this is the way you're going to come. fight me, I'll destroy you. I will, I'll, I'll I'll leave your corpse for the, the birds to eat." And God's response to him was, "You're coming with your spear and your sword, and now I'm coming with Hashem And now they they've Were they ready to go to battle? Who runs forward to fight who? Does Goliath march forward to fight David, or does David run forward to fight Goliath? The passage tells us, David's the one who runs forward to fight Goliath, which means, for all his strength, and for all his weapons, and for all his size, when it actually came to the battle, Goliath was scared to be the one to run into battle. You heard David say, you coming with your armor, I'm coming, B'Shem Hashem. And like we saw the rule before, that when Akadish Boyoch is protecting somebody, then it's sensed. It's sensed by the Goyim and it causes them to be afraid. And therefore, when it actually came to the fact, Goliath wasn't willing to, or wasn't quick to rush out to meet David. There was that sense of, there was a sense of fear because David's coming, B'sheh Mashah. And like David isn't here. I mean, in to that event. These come with their chariots, with their horses, with their cavalry. And we come B'Shem Hashem. And when we can see that even the Goyim are afraid of shem B'Shem. Even the Goyim are aware of that and therefore that makes them afraid. So then it gives us confidence. of That they're going to fall. They're going to falter. We're the ones who are going to be victorious. And therefore Avraham Avinu understood this too. He understood that uh, capturing Lot as opposed to killing light, was a way to draw him into the battle. Like we saw, the puzzle tells us, the four kings had no problem to kill. And if they didn't kill the people of Slom, it was obviously because they wanted something from them. Well, what would they possibly want from them? They'd already taken all their money anyway. So he understood that the reason was to capture Lot. The reason was to capture Lot and the reason of capturing Lot was to bring Avram into the battle. So Avram could have asked the same question. So if they want to do battle with me, why did they come here? Why do they want to lure me to chase them to the other side of Israel? They they're tremendous armies. They're not short of manpower. And the conclusion must be, because they're too afraid. On the one hand, they want to attack Avram, but they're really too afraid. So they recognize themselves, HaKadosh Baruch was helping Avram. If that's the case, there's nothing to be afraid of. And Avram races to save loads, and Avram is victorious in destroying the four kings. That's what you always have to know. Look to the enemy for them to admit that they recognize Hashem's with us. Because that gives us the strength to know that Hashem is going to help us. I heard, I tried to verify an accurate source for this. I wasn't even able to do that, but I'll tell you what I heard one of the popular speakers today and they said that there was an interview one of the american news crews was interviewing a hamas terrorist and the interviewer asked this person he said you're sending so many rockets into israel why do you have such poor aim and so many of them just seem to miss the mark land in empty places and what those terrorists responded was there's nothing wrong with our aim we're shooting and the rockets should fall where they're meant to land in populated areas but in their words the God of the Jews pushes them out the way now I was looking for an accurate uh, recording of this I didn't find it but it's an amazing point and that is if we see Goyim admitting Hashem is helping us if we see the enemy recognizing that then that's our confidence then that's our strength because then that shows us we have to understand Hashem is with us and if Hashem is with us, that's in service. If Hashem is with us, He said, we're going to be successful. But there's another point here as well. Why? Were, and this goes back to the Midrash we began with. Why were the games so interested in attacking in attacking Lot? Why were the goyims so interested in bringing Avram to battle? That wasn't the cause of the war. The cause of the war was a dispute between the four kings and the five kings. Why did it revolve around Lot and Avram? And the answer is, and this is the principle. The answer is because all wars revolve around the same thing. The Gemara says, you quoted it a few times recently, Imraisa Ra'isa Amalche, Miskari You see different kings are goading each other into battle. So, feyli ag'af Mashiach. Why? The way much to explained it was every nation has a sire in And And based on the sire, that's how the nation acts. And therefore, sometimes, Nations feel uh, unsecure, they feel threatened, they feel they're being attacked, they don't necessarily know why, and therefore they look to their neighbours or look to their enemies to think who's threatening them, who's, uh, who's, who's challenging them, and really the feeling that the nation gets is because the sound Shemayim is in it. either it's because the Kadesh Baruch is shifting things in Shemayim, and a different side coming to promise and from taking away power from the from the one who had it before or the sheikhs coming and therefore all the other nations are going to lose their power all the starim are going to become subservient and therefore even if the nation itself isn't aware of what's the underlying reason for the for the anxiety for their discomfort it's a very machine it's be because there's the spiritual factor of the same losing their power because the meant to come. And because of that principle, the so we very of the war is to try and prevent the coming. The nations might not know who to fight to do that, but that's what they're worried about, and that's what they're trying to stop. And that's what you see primarily in the battle of the four kings. They came to fight the five kings because they felt that their power was being eroded, but really, in a deeper sense, in a spiritual sense, they came to capture Lot. And the reason for that is because Lot carried within him the seed of Mashiach. As we know from Lot's daughter came eventually Rus, and Rus was the, the mother of the Malchus, Rus was the one who was the forebear, the ancestor of Mashiach. And therefore even though it didn't seem to be what the war was about, but really that was deep down motivation. The point of the four kings to prevent Mashiach. Chazal tell us that the four kings represent the four Malchus, the four kairos that run the world. And here also we see a similar idea, and that is that the four Malchus, them have taken their power away from the power which is really meant to be the power of Tla Yisrael. And when Mashiach comes, so then they're going to lose their power. It's so going to go back to us. And because of that, the the any time where the, the nations feel threatened or I should say the storm feel threatened is really because they feel that perhaps Mashiach is coming and they're going to lose the power that they have and therefore they look to capture Lot they look to stop Mashiach coming and here we see the last point which is indicative of the battle and that is how that war is going to end is when Avram Avinu comes and he destroys the four kings and that represents Avram Avinu the one who everybody sees that Hashem is looking after. The one who everyone's afraid of that Hashem is protecting him. When Klai Yisrael come to fight with the sense that we know, that we are that we the ones who come in B'Shem Hashem, and the Gaim also appreciate that and are afraid of that, that that becomes their undoing, that becomes our success. And that's the way to fight. When the Jewish army goes to war, the first thing the Koran tells them, the Shema Yisrael, you should know how Baruch is going with you to battle. When that's our understanding, and that's then when we go to battle with, then it causes that result. It causes the nations to be afraid, because they see our Baruch Hu is the Spirit resting on us, and that same thing gives us the confidence to know that if we're fighting the war of Hashem, so then we're the ones who are going to be victorious. Because Hashem is here, Hashem is the one who saves us and he's the one who's going to answer us. And when that's going to be the case in the final war so then that will bring to the coming of Mashiach. The destruction of the four kings is what brought Avram to prominence that everybody accepted him as a king in their stead. It says that Avram came back from the battle. So all the nations gathered was was called Amek HaMelech and Rashi says on that that they all united to the crown of Rome as a king. The victor of the battle took the Malchus. And the same thing will be in the future. When Klai Yisrael go fight all the nations who come in to attack us, and we go, we go to war, Bashem Hashem, and when we're victorious, then the Malchus comes back to Klai Yisrael. Then the Mashiach, which the Goim tried so hard to prevent, tried so hard to attack, is going to be the one who's the real victor, and that will bring the Malchus back to Klai Yisrael in Heri Therefore we see the outline of the first war in history is really the prototype of war and the the allusion to the war of the future which will repeat that same process.